We're not done yet. We still have some retail earnings and some relief coming into the Nordstrom trade. George Tillis is looking at the stock for us. We'll see if it lasts, GT, but the first move here is $24, which is a big move on a stock that closed at $20. Uh, unfortunately, it's been getting slaughtered on a daily, weekly basis, so that only takes us back about three sessions. Uh, their earnings seem to miss, but the sales were a little bit better. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. If you look at the, the sales number, I think this is an important metric. Uh, I think people are making some purchases as a lot of folks are going back to work, OJ, or at least uh, mixing in sort of a hybrid work environment. So I think that's one of the catalysts for Nordstrom's. In fact, if you look at the price action, too, or talk about that. I mean, it's down 44% over the last year. Year to date, it's down 13%, but most of that in the last 30 days, about 18%. Uh, as it's lost in 30 days. So absent the last uh, you know couple of weeks where we saw this huge retail uh, route alongside with the market, alongside, of course, some of the more general merchandise and uh, staple and consumer de consumer defensive names like Walmart and Target, Nordstrom's is actually held up quite well, respectively speaking. But let's look at the numbers. The EPS uh, actually missed the estimate by about a penny. So they, they did lose money on an adjusted basis, and that was to be expected. Uh, for the company, which uh, which actually has demonstrated some decline in its digital sales over the last year. But overall, compared to last year, I mean, they lost 64 cents. So it's a much better print, uh, again, losing six cents versus 64 last year. But in the sales number uh, is actually quite impressive, uh, coming in at 3.47, beating the estimate, uh, which was 3.28 billion. Now, that's a close to 19% increase year over year. Because sales last year for the same quarter about two dollars and ninety-two, uh, two point nine two billion. Forgive me. Uh, so again, pretty impressive, nearly twenty percent sales number. But a guidance is actually where we're seeing a nice push, uh, respectively, for the stock price. Because if you look at the adjusted EPS, they actually ratcheted the entire range. Uh, the estimate midpoint was three twelve, three dollars and twelve cents. They moved even the low end of three twenty up to. $3.50 on the high end. So that's, again, uh, a pretty impressive mo movement on the estimate range for earnings and sales. Uh, I think the sales number already coming into the quarter was conservative between 5 and 6%. I'm sorry, 5 to 7%. So they moved it up by about a percent to 6 to 8%. And overall, you know, the uh, EPS on a forward basis, which was expected for the year to be about $3.12, uh, as I mentioned, really put it at a forward multiple about six times earnings with, again, the expectations of um, break-even quarters and profitability going forward. This is also a name, OJ, I will say this, that's highly shorted. The short interest is close to 20%, which is sort of AMC territory. So this is a situation where, you know, any good news will move the markets, uh, I think, because we're sort of in this oversold drought uh, condition uh, from a macro and, of course, equity standpoint. But even high short interest names like Nordstrom's might get sort of a double whammy boost if any good news starts to pop up, uh, economically speaking. Okay, so if this stock doesn't rally here, then uh, it's kind of like hope is lost because their higher guidance than expected really should be welcome, should uh, encourage uh, the market on this uh, company. They're also doing $500 million buyback program. Um, which is, yeah. I guess, people like to see it, but it also just kind of reminds us they don't really have a lot of growth ideas right now. And uh, buying back their shares near COVID lows maybe is not a bad idea, but it's also been downtrending for seven years straight. So a little bit of a risky move maybe and tells 
they don't really have anywhere else to put that money. Yeah, and I mean that's a good point to bring up, OJ. And look, a lot of companies I suggest probably in the next you know couple months or even next quarter or two are probably going to buy back a lot of shares because it's one way to effectively you know give shareholder cash back. But that does beg the question: Why are you buying back so much shares? Why aren't you redeploying in your business now? I mean, I can't answer that question specifically, but at the end of the day, maybe they actually see some pretty pretty prominent operating leverage on a per-store basis. Because if you look at the metrics, their full-line retail stores, top-line sales growth, and their merchandise, which is their higher price point merchandise, was up 23%. Now, that's above the total revenue number, which was in the high 18s, close to 19% range. But there, what's interesting is their off-price label or discount uh, or if you will, their overstock-based business mm -hmm. or out-of-season business, which is Nordstrom's Racks business, only grew about 10.3%. Uh, so that was actually shy relative to total revenue. So what we're actually seeing is high price point, full or full price merchandise at their department stores. Oh, it's actually doing better. The growth is actually exceeding their, to their total top line sales. So, so I suggest they're seeing pretty good operating leverage on their existing stores. That may be why they don't necessarily uh, – spend on CapEx or growing okay. new stores. And maybe that's, again, why they're, uh, to, to add to why perhaps they're buying back shares versus investing in new stores. Hey, George, you only got about a minute, but uh, I want to get your thoughts on yeah. Urban Outfitters, if you can, just given today we saw these huge sell-offs in uh, the omni-channel retailers and uh, brand names like Abercrombie and, and Gap. Uh, Urban's been in that category, really struggling. It dropped 8%. Uh, their comp sales for retail was up 11% but their earnings missed and their sales missed too. Uh, so yeah. what's most important here? Well, on this one, I mean, if you just got to look at the metrics. They did beat on top line sales up 13% on a year over year, but the challenge is earnings. And you can see that their earnings is reported. Uh, actually, uh, looks like it missed the the uh, the estimates, but what might, the, the key is deceleration. You're seeing deceleration in earnings, not acceleration in earnings. And that's, again, a critical component to any business in the long run, especially in this particular environment. So, you know, th you know, this will be interesting to see what happens in terms of the market tomorrow. But if you're asking me which one will probably fade out more so than the other, it'll probably be urban based upon the reaction in the after hours, which you can see is already muted and starting to fall because of the deceleration in earnings, not necessarily an acceleration or a rebound in earnings like we're seeing in Nordstrom's. All right, nice. So Nordstrom uh, shaking it up a little bit, giving us a positive a news headline for once on the up guidance. Right. Thanks, George. Nice work on the reports.